Welcome to The Treatment with Dr. Rahi. I'm Dr. Rahila Sarbazia, your host. This is your resource for all things health, wellness, and beauty. Hi, it's Dr. Rahi. Welcome to my office in Beverly Hills. Today, we're going to be discussing heart health, and I have a very special guest with me, Dr. Eisenberg. <laughs> She's also a good friend. Um, so Dr. Eisenberg is a cardiologist based out of LA. She did her undergraduate in neurosciences at the University of Michigan and then internal medicine residency at USC and that's where we met at USC. Uh, then you did two cardiology fellowships just to extend yeah. your education even further. Uh, you did uh, cardiology at New York, Albert Einstein mm -hmm. and then you did advanced cardiac imaging at Cedars-Sinai LA. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's that's a lot of great education right there. Thank you. So thanks for being here. I'm so excited to be here. This is so exciting. Yeah. Um, I think it's important to talk about the heart, especially um, to my audience. It's a younger audience. And mm -hmm. so um, I think talking about heart health now yeah. uh, is really important. I know, absolutely. It's better to talk about it now than when you get the heart disease, right? Yeah, I'd much rather my patients have some you know, better knowledge and prepare for everything. Um, and actually, February is Women's Heart Health Month, so. Ooh, ooh. how yeah, appropriate. So it's very appropriate. Yay. And everyone's, you know, so it's exciting. Yeah, that is exciting. So, heart health, what is heart health? Basic question, but I think it's important to answer. No, absolutely. So it's a good question, because I think when people come to see me, they're worried about their heart health, and they think of, okay, am I gonna have a heart attack? And to me, as a cardiologist, I think of heart health as your entire cardiovascular system, which is uh, the heart itself, which is a big muscle that pumps blood to your brain and all of your organs and your lungs, the arteries that surround the heart, so the coronary arteries that can come, become clogged, and that's what leads to a heart attack, and really the, the conduction system of the heart that keeps it beating normally. But yeah, when people come to me and they're saying, I'm worried about my heart health, I think they're worried about having a heart attack. And that happens when really over time, the arteries that surround the heart that deliver blood to it become clogged or narrowed. And that's when a heart attack can happen. And so um, good heart health is the absence of the clogging of the arteries and just normal yeah. conduction and the vasculature is right. also running well. Yeah, so really just like clean arteries, a nice strong heart muscle and just normal conduction. So all of those things, but I think preventatively in order to prevent abnormalities to the muscle and really abnormalities to how the heart beats, um, really pre preventing those arteries from clogging up is gonna be the most important thing and the thing that you can actually um, control and really uh, so so stemming from that how do you prevent clogged arteries what would you say are um, some of the ways that people can work on now starting today to prevent that from happening in the future so when those arteries become clogged there's two ways to really have a when people have heart attacks there's two things that can happen the first is they just suddenly will have a blockage in their artery and they'll have really bad chest pain and then they you know they call 911 and they come in and then um, there are people who have narrowing of the arteries that uh, that deliver blood to the heart and that happens really when things like cholesterol and fat deposit into those vessel walls and so not only do the blood vessels that that 
you know, we need to deliver blood to the heart become narrowed because all of that yucky cholesterol and fat um, deposits into the, the vessel wall and they become narrowed, but also that deposition of cholesterol makes the vessels abnormal. And so things like high blood pressure or other stressors to the arteries make them more prone to rupture. And so that's how heart attacks happen. So narrowing and then abnormalities to that vessel wall and those things closing and stopping delivery of blood to the heart, that's a heart attack. And so by preventing things like calcium, or I'm sorry, cholesterol buildup into the vessel walls, that's gonna be how we can prevent it. And um, we can do that through diet? Diet is super important. Um, I think the number one thing for me, and you know, scientifically speaking, is don't smoke. Don't um, smoke. So the top five things uh, you can do is number one, not smoke, that reduces your risk of having a heart attack by actually 74%, which is insane. So never smoke. Okay. Um, having a low BMI, so not being obese, they consider uh, above 25 to be a risk factor. So by doing that, you reduce your risk of having a heart attack by 40%. Okay. Um, let me look at this down. So no smoking, is it all types of smoking? Um, so vaping actually, I mean, it's newer, so, it, you know, smoking pot, it's really not as well studied. Cigarettes, obviously, are the worst. People still smoke cigarettes. Um, in my practice, I see it all the time. Yeah. Um, I think it's incre It's gross, it's expensive. <laughs> don't do it. Don't, don't smoke. But it is expensive. is actually, yeah, now they're coming out with studies. We actually had a grand rounds the other day about uh, the adverse effects of vaping. It causes a lot of lung disease. The chances that it doesn't hurt your heart is unlikely, but we just don't have the data yet. Right, and that's um, vaping, marijuana, and vaping. Because in California, everyone vapes right. marijuana and tobacco, right? I think, Nicotine. Yeah. So, I mean, everything's... And it's becoming more popularized. Right, and so there's been a lot of, uh, you know, there's been a lot of press, obviously, on the negative effects of vaping. And I, I think most of the things that I've read, at least, are for uh, adverse effects on the lungs. But really the heart and the lungs are just one of the same. I mean, so we don't have the data yet, um, but no vaping in general, but vaping tobacco is gonna be the worst thing you can do. It's so addictive. Um, yeah, and I think people think it's okay because it's not smoking cigarettes, but you know, any right. bad habit's not good. Um, so um, don't smoke, and what type of diet do you normally recommend to your patients? So or what type of diet do you follow yourself? So I'm plant-based, okay. um, which I think is, okay, so if you look, if you read a book about cardiology, they recommend um, at least having four to five servings of vegetables a day, which I think is, I do that, I think you do that, Yeah. but I don't think a lot of vegetables. people do that, mm -hmm. and it doesn't count like iceberg lettuce, like with ranch, like that's not a serving of vegetables, but really <laughs> four to five cups of vegetables a day, and um, you know, when I was studying for my boards, I learned that I was like this is nobody does that that's so crazy but it's so helpful well, a lot of people in California do that yeah I, I, I try to get my vegetables in but yeah I'd say majority of the country doesn't do that absolutely right. and a lot of the patients that I see like think that's insane how could you possibly do that um, but so yeah they recommend four to five uh, servings of vegetables a day so the diet I recommend to people is plant-based and I think and so a plant-based diet is a diet that consists um, mostly of plants and non-animal proteins and non-animal fats. And I always thought that it was vegan. I thought it was the same thing. It's yeah. actually 
I looked it up. It's not. It's um, so you can you know you can eat right. fish I guess occasionally and oh with a plant based diet yeah so it's, yeah it's I mean a I guess more it's but it's I think it's the main focus of a plant based diet is focused on plants right so incorporate more plants and I think when you say vegan it just means no animal products so you could be eating all this processed um, food that that's Absolutely. like derived from plants plants or like wheat or whatever yeah but um it's like less focus on the plants and I think yeah absolutely yeah. so plant-based diet um, is a diet that's rich in, in plant and no animal proteins and no animal fats and and I think what I tell my patients is don't eat anything that isn't has a face or came from something with a face because it's not just cutting out red meat I mean yeah. red meat Actually, red meat can alter the, the bacteria in your gut and cause inflammation that can worsen the it's, heart muscle. It's terrible. Yeah. But I think the thing that people have the hardest time understanding is dairy and eggs. Oh my gosh, yes. And I can't, I don't want to gross anyone out, but dairy... Gross us out. And milk and <laughs> eggs. the truth. <laughs> As mammals, milk and eggs are things that you feed, you know, that adult mammals feed to children so that they can grow. Yeah. And you want, you know, your kids to, you know, when people breastfeed, they're giving milk. It's, you're basically eating like an infant mammal and it's really, really terrible. It's high in cholesterol. And those are great things when you're building your neural tubes and, and your brain and your body's developing. But the milk from the mother. Right. There's so that, I mean, breast, yeah. Cow milk itself is not really good for you. I can't think of one benefit as an adult <laughs> that you should drink milk, besides calcium, I suppose. Yeah. But, but you can get calcium from other sources. Oh, absolutely. I, I mean, leafy greens, yeah. yeah. Leafy greens. I mean, I think calcium supplements are wonderful also, but um, yeah, no, milk, eggs, so anything with a face or comes from something with a face, avoiding that. And if you look at cholesterol um, and all those things that do build up, they almost exclusively um, come from animal fats and animal they proteins. Do. So yep. by omitting those from your diet, yep. you're really omitting all the bad things that can cause your arteries to narrow and block and all that cholesterol that builds up that we see, I see it, you know, when I look at CAT scans. Uh, when, so you look at these scans all, all the time. Mm -hmm. uh, as young as what age have you seen people get heart attacks? And, so, I, and you would attribute it to their lifestyle and diet. So I think it depends on the person. It depends. I mean, genes play a big role. Mm -hmm. um, but interestingly, uh, there's been studies where they looked at autopsies of children and obese children actually have... Um, you know, premature signs of atherosclerosis, so they have fatty streaks, and if they look at their arteries at autopsy, um, or people that, you know, passed away in war, for example, like in the Korean War, they did autopsies, and they found that people as, as young as really three to six years old can have evidence wow. of atherosclerotic heart disease. So for me, um, I think that when I think of young people with heart attacks, it's the people that smoke, um, I've seen, I remember when I first started my fellowship, um, everyone thought I was crazy because this one patient was only 24, but he had smoked since the, since he was 11 years old and he smoked yeah. a pack a day and he was having a heart attack and everyone's like, he's only 24, really like narrows the playing field. So, um, you know, I think if you've had a family member 
Um, and I think a first degree family member, so your parents, mm-hmm. I guess your grandparents as well, but really anyone that had a sudden cardiac event, so a heart attack at a young age, I define that below the age of 65. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's when you should, 10 years before that person um, mm-hmm. had a heart attack, even if you're healthy, it's very reasonable to say to your doctor, you know, I have a family member who had this. Um, and I'd like to be checked out. Otherwise, I recommend uh, about age 45 to 50 for men. To get checked out? To get checked out. But it seems like uh, people's diets are, you know, so bad. A lot of people's are. Yeah. And even if, um, wouldn't you suggest, um, like, changing your diet early on? Oh, absolutely. I I think it's never too early to do that. Right. Um, Like, if someone at the age of, you know, if they've did autopsy reports with, kids at the age of three having fatty streaks, it's reasonable to say, you know, plant-based diet for everyone. I think everyone, you know, even if you're a hundred years old right now listening to this, try to be plant-based. You can never start too young and also you can never be too old. And I think what's interesting is um, the American Heart Association a couple of years ago came out with a study that looked at people who followed a plant-based diet Mm -hmm. for 25 years and um, obviously it was in Europe, and Mm -hmm. they were really honest, and they did a questionnaire of how often do you follow this diet? Mm -hmm. And they stratified them based on the people that followed it all the time and all the way down to people that followed it once a week. And even in the people that followed it only once a week, so like a meatless Monday kind of thing, they had a benefit. The people that followed it 90% of the time, 95, 100% of the time, those patients actually had like up to 65% risk reduction. Yeah. Um, But there was a benefit even in the patients who did it not as often, maybe twice a week, three times a week. So even if you can just incorporate plants and plant-based, a plant-based approach into your life, but the sooner the better and the more often that you can do that and the, the less often that you consume animal protein, the better. I think, I mean, you've been, we do this, so like. Yeah, I've been, I've been like pretty much plant-based like, I mean, like since I was like 18. I mean, there's right. been periods where I ate meat again and then I stopped and yeah. it was never a long period and um, but I've like committed to almost plant-based for like two, two years um, like really full um, but before that I was pescatarian for a while right. too and it just like oscillates because it's not easy it's it can be hard Absolutely, especially yeah. when you, if you've grown up eating meat yeah um, but it's not impossible and um, I actually feel better when I do it and I've Sometimes when you like fall off the wagon, then you're like, oh, but then you remember how good it felt to be on the wagon, so then you yeah. go back. So absolutely, I think I did it. I started in college, so when I was like 20. Yeah. Um, and I've, you know, I mean, I guess I'll eat meat once a year, maybe not yeah. even. Um, I just I don't like it anymore. Yeah. But. It's just there's just so many things wrong with the meat industry that. Um, oh, absolutely. Like the way that, environmentally, yeah. socially, how, how, they, how they treat animals and then health, mm-hmm. just like what is in the meat and what it does to our bodies. So it's, why would you eat it? Yeah, no, absolutely. And the fun thing about working at Cedar Sinai is, uh, you know, it's, it's an LA hospital, it's a Beverly Hills hospital. And um, <laughs> that's true. People, you know, people will say, oh, I'm plant based, and their arteries look good. I'm sorry. I love that. Yeah, no, it's really interesting. Have you seen people sort of in their 60s and 70s that are plant based? Oh, absolutely. My, and yeah. um, what, how, are, how is their health relative to a 60, 70 year old that isn't plant based? Um, it, it actually makes a huge difference. Uh, this isn't just anecdotal, um, but 
you know, there have been studies that looked at people who are plant-based that aren't, and, you know, in their 70s. Um, uh, I love that. Yeah, no, one of, uh, one of my friends um, that I worked with is a little older, um, and he has perfect coronary arteries. Like, we know that he gets, you know, uh, CAT scans every couple of years, and he has no calcium. Is it and, because he gets the perks of getting these CAT scans because he works at Cedars? No, probably. <laughs> can, can we all get these CAT scans too? Absolutely. And no. does insurance cover it? Um, insurance does cover it. Like prevention? Prevention, yeah. And I think it's a great study. And so um, yeah. at what age would women or men consider these? Um, so, you know, it depends on your risk factors because there is radiation uh, exposure with CAT scans. I think if you have a strong family history at the age of 55 for women um, and 45 for men, all things, all other things considered, um, that's when I would recommend uh, going to your doctor and seeing what they suggest. But uh, CAT scans are great uh, because calcium, we, we can see very, very easily on these things. And um, if you don't have calcium, you uh, the likelihood that you do have blockages in your heart um, is very low. And it's not zero, but it's, you know, it's a great study. So. But yeah, don't. So we actually do a questionnaire at Cedars, yeah. um, and we look at how often people follow a plant-based diet or a low-fat diet, oh. actually, and and there is a strong correlation with having uh, cleaner arteries. Um, so out of all, there's so many diet fads, like the the yeah, keto yeah. diet yeah. or um, the Atkins diet, which is similar to the keto yeah. diet, right? And then um, then there's Whole30, and um, I'm just throwing out some of like the more popular ones that I've heard about recently. Right. Um, and then there's you know the plant-based diet, and then there's a vegan diet, and then there's a pescatarian diet. Yeah. Um, out of all those diets, you recommend the plant-based diet? Yeah. So I mean, I think a lot of cardiologists will recommend the Mediterranean diet because. Oh yeah, and um, the Mediterranean diet. Yes, yeah, so that's what's that? That's the. <laughs> I have to say. Sort of a plant-based diet. It is. Yeah. It is. But like you can include a little. It's like olive oil and like fish. A lot of olive oil and yeah. red wine. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you actually look at the diet and how it's recommended, I think people are like, "Oh, great! I can have olive oil and bread and wine." It's not exactly <laughs> that. So the Mediterranean diet, the hallmark of the diet, is actually five servings of vegetables a day, four to five servings of vegetable, and that's probably what really causes the benefits that you get. But. Um, Red meat is actually optional, so less than one um, deck mm -hmm. of card-sized piece of red meat a week, and it's it's not even on the recommended portion. Like it's actually optional. Mm -hmm. um, red wine um, for a woman for a woman though it's only three ounces, uh, three to five times a week. So okay. Like, when you go to a restaurant, it's never three ounces. It's like nine ounces. <laughs> no, yeah, it is nine ounces. Yeah. Oh, so, so like uh, a nine ounce glass of red wine is above the daily recommended dose for women. Oh, absolutely. It's three ounces. Should we? I actually I mean, measure my wine out. I do. You do? Yeah. So you only do three ounces. How often? Uh, probably twice a week. Um, I mean, wine also makes. I mean, like, that's another yeah. thing, though. A lot of, um, like, a lot of the social life, especially in a city like LA, is yeah. based around alcohol. Right. Um, I love sparkling water. Um, yeah. I always thought maybe I would be like less fun, but when you start taking call, you know, I can't. You got to be available and be on my. A game any time that a patient needs me. Yeah. Um, and it's fine. I love sparkling water. You put a little lemon in it. And that's better than... Oh, yeah. Yeah. But, you know, so yes, people say, oh, I heard red wine's good for you. Okay, it is. 
but in serious moderation. But I serious actually moderation. do. I literally take a little like measuring cup and I measure out three ounces. Do you carry it with you in your purse? No. <laughs> and go to the restaurant and like measure I it? I should. <laughs> but I think I'd be like, nobody would eat with me then. That would be really funny. <laughs> um, okay. So that's all. I, I really like all that. I think it's really important to talk about. So what, what's the difference? I know you talked a little bit about like women getting their hearts checked at, um, you said 55 to 65 and then men 45 to 55. Mm -hmm. So what are the other differences between, um, heart health in women and men? Mm -hmm. Um, cause you know, women and men also present differently when they're having an acute heart attack. Absolutely. So, um, but also like just signs that people live with on a day to day. What are, what would be some differences? Yeah. So that's a, I mean, that's such a good question because thank you. I think for, <laughs> I think for a really long time, even I think when we were training, um, which wasn't that long ago. Well, it we was not that long ago. It wasn't that long ago, but that shows how it's changed. But so when we were training, really, we were always taught chest pain, it's crushing, and you, it radiates down your arm, and you're sweating, and that's a heart attack. And absolutely, that is a heart attack, mostly in men. And I think, um, you know, over, over the past, like, 20 years or so, we've noticed that, you know, women don't always present that way. Um, so women will come in and, you know, for years were sort of like sent to psychiatry because they had maybe some shortness of breath or some burning and a really like a limited, uh, they're, you know, they couldn't exercise as much or maybe when they did exercise or walk upstairs like they used to, they'd become more short of breath. And yeah. so those things are actually, it's obviously not every time you're short of breath or every time you have some burning in your chest. If you fall on your treadmill and hit your chest, it's not chest pain. But, you know, it's, I think, especially with my female patients, um, knowing your body and knowing those changes, but women absolutely do present differently. And it's like a big list of different things. It's not right. just, and I think where, if someone wanted to, um, get more information of the different signs, cause we can't list them all right now, right? Right now. Where would you recommend that they get resources? Like, um, what, what, um, American I always Heart recommend Association? the American Heart Association. Yeah. Um, one of my mentors, Ileana Pina, and Noel Barrymore, who you also worked with. Yes. Uh, amazing, amazing, amazing. And they have been just so instrumental in really showing how women, I mean, women have heart disease and women... Because it could be like things like fatigue, shortness of breath, absolutely. Like even chest pain, headache. Yeah. Just like... And really, um, <clears throat> some of the, the tests that we order, you know, are better for men than women. And so it's really important that you have a doctor that understands those things and understands that, you know. And but there is specialized testing at Cedars for women. That's, yeah, that's true. And um, But not every um, heart center around the country has that. No, and it's I think it's important to be educated as a patient to know, you know, how you feel, how what's your baseline, and then really knowing changes in that, and then uh, being honest with your physician is important. And if you know, uh, and just as a physician, for I think it's so important. You have to listen to people, and we have to make sure that we keep up with all the data and and know about um, all the testing that's available, mm -hmm. testing that isn't available, and when to say I don't know and to refer to a specialist maybe. Um, but yeah, no, women and men do present differently. The age that they present is different. Um, women are more likely to come in with symptoms like fatigue, burning, um, and things like that. So absolutely, the American Heart Association is a great resource. Do mm -hmm. not Google like a blog. <laughs>
What do you recommend your patients in terms of exercise? Yeah, so exercise is super important. Um, it's on my top five things that you should do to uh, take care of your heart health. Um, what I recommend is, and it's not just me, it's like the cardiology guidelines, but they recommend 150 minutes of moderate to vigorous exercise um, per week. And I did the math, it's 30 minutes, five times a week. And um, what you have to do is actually exercise in a way that gets your heart rate up and is maintained. So a lot of people will do just uh, weightlifting, I think. Um, weightlifting is amazing, weight-bearing exercises are wonderful, but cardiac, uh, like doing cardio for 30 Like running or... Um, running, jogging, at least walking at a, a moderate pace. And it really depends on where your baseline is, where you start. I think a lot of people are like, I can't jog for 30 minutes. Well, you could walk for 30 minutes and eventually you'll be able to jog for 30 minutes. But getting your heart rate up... Because um, that helps the yeah. heart pump better. Absolutely, and it strengthens um, it strengthens your heart muscle, and it makes those arteries actually bigger and dilated um, in a good way, so that they're less likely to become clogged in the end. Um, and yeah, no exercise is outstanding for you, but you have to do it correctly. So, cardio, um, thirty minutes a day, five days a week. If you do more than that, that's amazing. Um, but at least that would be what I recommend. It doesn't have to be at once, you can take the stairs, um, but getting your heart rate up and maintaining it. And it's also important to know, like, you know, you work out all the time and- All the time. <laughs> it doesn't actually- But I, you know, I don't do enough cardio. So I need to do well, more. I th so I watch you on Instagram. I think you actually, <laughs> no, you do. I mean, you, cause you and I, like, so we work out a lot and it's, uh, you have to maintain a higher heart rate. So okay. how cardiac, how, what your cardiac fitness is. So. If I walk my dog, I don't really count that as my moderate right. exercise because it's walking and that doesn't really increase my heart rate. I wear a heart rate monitor all the time. And um, Oh, you do? Which one do you wear? I actually have a Fitbit and an Apple Watch. So um, do you use both or I use, one at a time? It depends if I'm on call. If I'm on call, I use my Apple Watch because then people can call me. If I don't want people to call me, I use my Fitbit. Yeah. Um, but I love it. And, Good yeah, trick. No, I, um, I try to get 15,000 steps a day. Okay. Um, which is a lot easier because I have a husky puppy and so Ooh, she walks a lot. So cute. She's cute. But um, I do watch my Do you take the stairs everywhere? Because that's what every cardiologist does. Yeah, no, it's stair. We actually used to, <laughs> first of all, when I was in residency, <laughs> I'm sorry, when I was in my fellowship, we had an attending who would make us take the stairs. But it's a lot different when you're, like, you've been awake for 30 hours. And so <laughs> I'd be so sad when someone would call me to see a patient on, like, the 25th floor. I'd be like, oh, my God, please don't. But, no, we do take the stairs. And actually, what he, this, that, that attending actually got it so that at each flight, it said how many calories you'd burn. Oh, nice. But I loved it. I was like, okay. But it's not actually that many. It's like 1.3 calories for yeah. every flight or two. Yeah. So, but by the time we're up there, it's like... 30 calories. That's so great. If you do it a bunch of times a day, it's awesome. Yeah. No, so we always take the stairs. I take the stairs, obviously, to see you. Okay, I need to take the stairs more often, too. But sometimes we're in heels. Actually, taking, there is a sign <laughs> taking the stairs and heels burns more calories. Okay, fine. All right. I'm no gonna, excuses. Okay, I'm making a vow <laughs> to take the stairs now for the next month and see what happens. It's the best. Okay, cool. It's a really, yeah, yeah no, it's good. Um, so, um, tell me your top five things that someone, cause I know we were trying to talk about that earlier, but top five 
things that anyone could do today to sort of prevent heart disease or even try to reverse what they yeah, have going absolutely. on. <clears throat> so the same way that, you know, people who are young have these signs of um, heart disease at a young age, right, on autopsy, this, the converse is it's never too late, right? So okay. even if you smoked for 30, like within hours of quitting smoking, your blood pressure goes down, um, within days of quitting smoking, uh, your skin looks better. I mean, there's just, the reverse effects are also really good. So my top thing, not my top five are these. Number one, don't smoke. And again, that reduces your risk of heart disease by 76% compared to those who, who do smoke. Mm -hmm. Four to five servings of fruits and vegetables a day, put it in your smoothie. Mm -hmm. You know, I put spinach in my, like, uh, when I make uh, turkey meatballs for my husband, like, and he doesn't know that he's getting a serving of vegetables. <laughs> um, so four Tricking to five him. Four to five <laughs> servings of vegetable a day. Okay. Um, exercising, 150 minutes a week. So 30 minutes, five times a week. More is better, but get your heart rate up. Um, and then not being obese. And so by, you know, diet and exercise, obviously that's going to help, but really just maintaining a nice, healthy How do you weight. calculate obesity? Um, we calculate a body height and weight. Um, it's actually like kind of a fancy equation, so yeah. I don't know it by heart, but it's like... But, I mean, it's just something... I feel like a lot of times when I talk to people about their BMIs, they don't even know oh, yeah, what that means. Yeah. So you can just Google the BMI calculator and put it in, yeah, and so then you'll get it. Yeah. Um, in New York, they'd always people would always joke, oh, they're too short for their... To their for their weight, so it is how they're tall so you are. They're so mean in New York. I know that's the worst. <laughs> now I'm like, smile. I'm like, no one ever died from smiling. <laughs> but um, yeah. So it's how tall and how much you weigh, um, and you want to keep it uh, uh you want to keep it above twenty five. Uh, above twenty five. Below. below 25. <laughs> I'm like, what? <laughs> it's how tall you are and how much you weigh, and you want to keep it below. Your BMI 25. below twenty five. Exactly. Okay. And by keep maintaining a healthy weight okay. um, for your height, it's going to reduce your risk of heart disease by forty percent. So no smoking, fruits and vegetables, exercise, maintain a healthy weight, and okay. actually number five is do all of them uh -huh. because that reduces your risk for a heart attack by up to eighty seven percent. So wow. by combining all of those things. Um, which are, you know, absolutely difficult to do. We do them, we work, and it's, you know, it can be hard to have a family. and, and it, it can be hard, but it's once you, like, get it going, then you're... Yeah, you just have rolling. to make yourself a priority because mm -hmm. I think people always say, like, oh, I don't want to be away from my kids. I don't want to be away from my family. First of all, include them. Like, the younger you are when you start right. these lifestyle changes. My parents were always exercising. and oh, they, that's cute. They, we were all vegetarian. And, you know, I, I love grew that. up in such a... Yeah, I mean, I mean, just... Are your parents still vegetarian? Yeah. So my yeah. whole family's vegetarian, actually. So okay. on uh, Thanksgiving, we have, like... We have eggplant parmesan, actually, <gasps> with vegan cheese. Oh, I love it. Yeah, so... And I don't... I think we've... It's been, like, at least 10 years now that that's what we eat. Um, I love that. Yeah. And so we make, like... We do, we do that too with my family. Yeah. And, and um, they, my mom has been able to take a lot of Persian dishes, which have a lot of meat in them, and like add, substitute like mushrooms or like just remove the meat altogether, and it's so good. I've been doing that because my husband's Persian. So I know. I made, I made like mushroom kuba day the other day. <laughs> so it was like That's a, amazing. It was actually pretty hard because <laughs> you have to boil, like I took a <laughs> saran wrap and boiled the whatever, but. Was it good? It was pretty good. I mean, you got to practice and make it perfect yeah. and then just bring me some. Yeah. You no. can practice on me. I know. I made, 
I made you hummus and I left it at home. But I did. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Only you would appreciate that. But no, um, I think people always want to like make sure they're with their family and, and you know. Yeah. And so take your kids to yoga. Take your kids. It is so cute when I see Go like a mother, a daughter or mother, son. Yeah. Or like father, son, father, daughter. At my, yoga. <laughs> you know, whenever my dad and my sister and I are together, we always go for these really long walks and yeah. it's like no phones and um I love that we try you know it's such a great time to catch up um yeah I I, I mean I was I'm lucky I, I walked to work so <gasps> I, it's a great deep well I you know I lived in New York for so long I yeah. miss walking but so yeah I walked to work um I walked the dog but it's walking like, is really nice I love having Rufus because it like forces me to go outside and yeah. walk but it's just, it's a time where I call my parents and yeah. um, I listen to podcasts and there's so many cool things that you can do now. Um, to get yourself moving. Or just be with yourself and be with your thoughts. But yeah, I try yeah. to get myself moving. And the thing is, is that if you really do want to be with your family, um, you know, by maintaining a healthy lifestyle, you're going to live longer and you're going to live better. You're just going to live better, better in the moment. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, just... It's hard to run after your kids if you're overweight and you smoke and you can't do those things. And it's just, you know, people want to not take time away from their children or, or whatever. Wake up 30 minutes earlier then. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's possible. Yeah, it's, it's possible. possible. It's hard. It's not that it's, it's hard not. to begin it, but it's possible. Well, it's even hard to maintain it. But yeah. I think, you know, we worked, and we still do, but... We, we worked, worked a lot of crazy hours. hours. I yeah. still work crazy hours. I feel like once you become a doctor, no, like it's just like it. embedded in your like it becomes embedded in your gen- genetic coding. <laughs> I don't know that I could like, but I remember when we would be post call, like we'd go to the gym, and I I just thought that I was gonna fall in the treadmill and just like move back. But you'd still go. You'd still go. I would still I would still run. I remember around the the river, the river, the lake around in Silver Lake. Yeah, I still do it. Post call, pre call, all call. Like really, just the <laughs> most hardcore I think I was is I used to um when I was taking call in the hospital. I used to do the I would go into the stress lab and do the treadmill because I love a treadmill. That. I love that. But that was when I really like had no time to like sleep. So that's great. And nurses would call me. They were like, "Are you exercising? You're in house, right?" I'm like, Sorry. And then baby wipe your armpits. <laughs> yeah, no. So I mean, well, there was a shower in the cafe. Oh right. Yeah. Yes, I remember the hospital showers. Too. I used to. Take... I mean, they were pretty. When gross, I would be on call. Yeah, no. So, so I mean, you can do it. Like, yeah. I'm not saying that it's not hard. Obviously, I'd rather be in bed or watching TV or doing whatever. Yeah. Through Instagram. Um, but you know, you have to make yourself a priority because yeah. your health should be your priority. Absolutely. You can't function well otherwise. It's not that, it's yeah. not that much. I don't think eating some vegetables, not smoking <laughs> and doing 30 minutes of exercise five days a week. So, okay. I think we cover a lot with heart health. I think this is like really great information. Um, but I want to talk a little bit more personal, uh, <laughs> I think it's interesting being a woman in medicine. I think um, women in medicine um, is, de- we're definitely growing in numbers, and I think we make really great doctors. Um, but I also think that sometimes as a woman in medicine, uh, things happen differently for us than they do for men. Yeah. Um, and sometimes in a negative way. Um, so I wanted to ask you a question, like one story you have about being a female in medicine, like one funny story is, I mean, I have a ton. Yeah, like it's, <laughs> um, it's getting better, I think. I yeah, know. I think so too. Yeah. yeah. And I think it depends where you are and who you're with. And that, uh, I've been really lucky with a lot of my mentors. 
yeah. um, being female or just being respectful. But I think my favorite story, so I, um, my now husband was a fellow with me, but yeah. I was actually a senior fellow, so he's also a cardiologist. And we were just starting to date, and we were um, on our cath lab. You were his senior. senior. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so we were on a cath lab rotation, and I said, just keep an eye out. Like, t- like am I crazy, or is that, do I get treated a little different? Like, just keep an eye out. Know, I'm trying to be cool. And he's like, okay, I'll look into it. And so we walk into a patient room, and I'm not kidding. It was, like, right after I asked him to just, you know, be cognizant. <laughs> and he... <laughs> And I, the person said, oh, good, the doctor's here, even though it was this doctor we'd, like, met. And he goes, and you must be here. And he looks at me and he said, you must be here to fix the TV. <sighs> and I was like, I can't even turn on my TV. But <laughs> literally, it was just like, you, it just, people never think you're a doctor. That is awful. And he was like, is that what happens? I'm like, I actually it's awful. never have that happen. But, um, yeah, no, it's, it's pretty, it's rough. People never think you're a doctor. People ne- even when you're wearing a white coat. I think TV repairman, though, was my, was, like, <laughs> the weirdest. I don't even think that's, like, a historically female job. Like, I mean, I'm always called, asked if I'm a nurse or whatever, but they literally looked at my husband. I was a senior, and they said. <laughs> Had you seen this patient before? Yes. Oh, my God, and he forgot who you were? I think... It happens, though. That also happens. And he was like, are you here to fix the TV? And I was like, no, I'm here to fix your heart. (laughs) (laughs) Sort of similar mechanism. I guess, (laughs) but I don't know how to fix TVs. (laughs) But, But, um, yeah, no, I think... Wow. Yeah. No, that's... But, yeah, I've had a lot of stories, too, of where no one ever thinks I'm the doctor, and I'm like... Yeah. Um, You know, I think... When I first started, I was too nervous to correct people, and I think... It's yeah, actually, I also felt that, too. I also felt really shy yeah. about that. But I think it's do you important. Think women, do you think a man would feel as shy as a woman? I, I don't think they have as many opportunities, but I do think no. Yeah. Um, that being said, uh, you know, I, I think it's important that we correct people and let them know, yep. like, nope, women are... I'm here, I'm your cardiologist, and I'm, you know, and that's fine. It's not a bad thing to be a nurse. I um, I love nurses. Me too. They make my, my mom's life, a nurse. My mom's a nurse too. They make oh, my life. Wow. I couldn't survive without them. It's not a bad thing to be them. I'm just not. And I know. Exactly. Yeah. So I think, um, you know, and obviously there's like a million stories. I don't yeah. Really know, but no, I think we, that's a good story. I think yeah, that's we, a good story. Um, <laughs> so uh, last thing. Uh, I think, you know, as I said, this is all great information. Uh, what would your takeaway be that you would think that everyone should hear, um, everyone watching this? Yeah. Um, uh, all ages. All ages. I think the takeaway is it's never too late or too early to start. I like that. Yeah, to really take care of your your heart. And um, I think the best way to do that is diet exercise and lifestyle and it sounds um simple because it is it's really just eat things that are not animal fats and animal proteins so Mm -hmm. nothing with a face nothing that came from something with a face Mm -hmm. avoiding eggs and dairy don't smoke cigarettes don't vape (laughs) but don't smoke cigarettes um and then exercise uh, perfect and that's it and it's it's really is that simple so just taking care of yourself um and the earlier you start, the better. But any every 
whenever you start, it's going to be beneficial for you. Great. Yeah. All right. Thanks for watching. So if you like what you heard and you're motivated to live the best you, please subscribe to the podcast.